I'm in carnation where them cardinals at With them cardinals on their glove and the cardinal hat I'm in the carnal sports zone spitting cardinal raps Say it C-A-R-D-X, let's go Play a cardinal game, get a cardinal start Play a cardinal strong, leave a cardinal mark And if you get cardinal It's okay because this show is unfing believable uh, it's the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast, once again, brought to you by the Jamon Brown Foundation, and we are coming to you live from the Custom Multicade Studio. I'm your host, Jeremy Wallman. I'm here with my guys, the masked man, Sean Barber. What's going on, folks? Now, we don't think he has anything. We know he's never got anything, but we're don't think he. Ha- but we trying to make sure he don't catch anything. It could be a first. It, it could be. Uh, sitting next to him, unfortunately, tonight is our guy, Sam Bazin. What up? Across from me, my little brother, Joey Wallman. What's going on? Next to him is the blue chipper and about to have a popped head, uh, Dalton Pence. What's going on, everyone? And Keep up sitting, that smart mouth, Dalton. <laughs> and sitting next to him is Rockhead Higgy. What's up, everybody? Once again, Higgy, I do not have any other CSZ branded apparel, uh, ex- especially not in your size. Not even for a late birthday present? Your present is you get to be on the show tonight. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to mute your, ma- uh, your mic. That's an improvement. Yeah. 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 Birthday's over. Mute. <laughs> and back to mute. But uh, no, we, we come together tonight. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We want to give a shout out to all of our fine sponsors first Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Shack in the Back Barbecue, Custom Multicades, Fitness Market, Derby City Lawn and Landscaping, and the Jamon Brown Foundation. We appreciate all, appreciate all of your all's support that you give the show, the website, and all of us individually. Uh, guys, let's get into it. Let's recap. We finally got to talk. We finally got to watch a football game this week. Uh, Sean, you were sick. Did you get to watch much of it, or did you just? I got were to watch. Oh, like popping watch Nyquil the whole night. No, I got to watch it. Chugging it. I didn't I mean just, popping it. He I always just, watches. I, did, I, I didn't really. Like I wasn't bedridden or anything like that. It wasn't like it was just. Well, you made it. Sound well, we know. Like we know. I had that. a head. I had a headache. <laughs> and, I had a headache, and, and I had this. I think it was mainly allergy sinus type thing. You know, because with this weather right now, it's ridiculous. Because we were supposed to all get together and watch the game. Uh, I didn't, Higgy I didn't was, get an invite. I invited everybody in the group chat, and apparently only Sam remembered. Uh, <laughs> because Sam hit me up. He was like, are we still watching the game? And I was like, nobody else said anything. Sean's sick at home hiding from females. And I was like, Higgy's at the game, and I haven't heard from Dalton. But anyway, my house is always open to you all on game nights. You just got to hit me up. So I can make sure I can fire up the smoker and get some good food for that night. Cause I can, oh, yeah. yeah I can, hey, calm down, Otis. <laughs> hey, Kool-Aid, sit over and be quiet. Yeah. Otis over here from Heavy Machinery. Yeah, yeah. So y'all are always welcome. You know that. But uh, let's get right into it. This, these are the highlights for me, what stood out from the WKU game. Uh, the defense looked much improved over last year. We had a, 10, a total of 10 tackles for loss. Uh, we all asked for Dorian Etheridge to return to form, and he did with the team leading eight tackles, three and a half tackles for loss. Uh, it was rainy, and it did have a small impact on the start of the game, despite uh, the opinion of the oldest person on the website. That, that did affect us uh, a little bit to start. Uh, but the the thing he critiqued a lot was the O-line, and uh, that O-line was very efficient. It was actually the number one ranked O-line this week. Uh, special. We did have some special teams woes. Uh, the the punter was Boy, not. Yeah, and I want I want to touch on this real quick. We all sat here and lambasted the the punter, whether it be publicly, privately, 
uh, in the group chat in, in, in my home. But that was the kid's first ever D1 game. So the first one, I, I, can, I can attribute that one to nerves. The second one, now, we all had a problem because somebody brought it to our attention that he after the second uh, turnover, his second turnover of the game, he turned to the crowd and was like, that was on my blockers. Well, during Coach Satterfield's press conference today, he went over both plays and he said he did not condone the behavior. But he explained it. He said the first one was nerves, which we just said that was, and that's what we assumed at the time. He said the second one, the blockers were not in the right spots. So, so it actually wasn't still – you don't like to see a kid like that. No, I was going to say yeah, teammates under the bus. I was going to say if I was situation. his blockers, I'd be like, "Guess what? I ain't blocking for you next time either." Yeah, the very that's how you. That's how you lose the locker room. Absolutely, but in, in this kid, but this kid is is fairly new. Like, and we, he's a freshman. He, is he? A, he is a freshman, correct? I believe so. I think so. He's the first one on the field, put it that way. Okay, because I know that we got pictures of the the, number forty three, the Lupo kid. We got pictures in our gallery, but I don't know if that's from spring practice. Uh, or maybe during the summer practice. I know J.K. took him, so that would have had to have been spring. I want to say he's a red shirt. He could be a red shirt freshman at that. I do know that we, we are. We are all wrong. He is a sophomore. True sophomore. R- regardless, hmm. this is his first first action. real that, game. That was the state. So. Higgy, that, which number are you again? One. Two, he did bring up a point though. Five, I mean, six. okay. All right, he's good for the rest of the show there. Uh, no, but no, that's what we were saying. We couldn't remember. That makes it even more because, like, if he's not been on a field in two or three years, then, you know, at least a freshman, a true freshman goes from playing high school football right into, you know. And Coach Sat did say that they didn't have any issues the whole summer uh, with the kid. He he didn't – he did not perform like that at all. Gave him no reason to believe he would do it again. And Coach Satterfield said before the game, like, if there was one thing that they were concerned about, it was the special teams. It was kicking. Kicking, I'm sorry. Kicking. Right. So, also, uh, the other big thing that stood out for me was our efficiency on third down. On third down, uh, specifically for Mikel, he was 9 of 12 for 164 yards and a touchdown. And our, our uh, breakout star of the game, Braden Smith, on third down, three catches, uh, 107 yards on third down. That is huge. Uh, but the 9-12 for 164 was just a little bit uh, – that was just a fraction of what Mikel did. Mikel had a monster game despite the offensive line woes the first couple series. Overall, 19-34, of 34, 343 yards, three touchdowns, 163.4 quarterback rating. Pretty good on all accounts. Uh, rushing, he was only 12-24 uh, with one touchdown, but our rushing game did – to me, uh, it, it drug a little bit, but I do attribute that also. I know people are like, well, you practice in the rain sometimes. You can never prepare for rain. You you can – I've seen running backs not fumble the ball all year long and then get in the rain and then fumble the ball. So I, I'm willing to give them a pass as, as long as that doesn't continue going forward. But let's go ahead and hit these questions. Uh, that, that was my, the overall – my overall thoughts of the game. Uh, Sean, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, what did the team do during Western that was better than than you expected them to do? Just one or two sentences because we want to make sure we boom, 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 boom. Dalton's got a hot date tonight, so we got to get it, get in and get out. False. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, it's true that it's false. My, I think it was the defense and the tackling specifically. So the defense and the tackling. Yeah, the tackling. Dorian Etheridge had some great tackles. I mean, he just popped some guys. 
And I think that really, really is what I took away from the game is the defense and the tackling is much improved. Okay. So, uh, does anybody have anything different than the defense? As far as? Uh, what did the team do better than what you expected them to do? I mean, the offensive line, I thought. I mean, I wasn't real sure on how they would do because, I mean, we have two new starting tackles, you know, and running to the outside – we were able to we were able to get some yards on the outside, and, and last year we weren't on, on second down especially. So I was a little I was a little bit more surprised on uh, the offensive line. And, and speaking of the offensive line, shout out to our guy Makai Becton. First start yesterday, killed it, pancaking people like he was at Denny's. No, Hickey, don't, uh, please don't try to eat the papers in my hand. Say something about the defense real quick that I was impressed with. Okay. so – it was just the speed. To me, it was their reaction time. Last year, you could tell they were still learning. This year, they were much faster flying to the ball and, like Sean said, making those tackles. Well, and to, to piggyback off that, it's because what we've been talking about all year, depth. We had enough time to give those guys one or two play break here and there, and we were able to, to capitalize on that. Uh, Dalton, did you, was there anything specifically other than what's already been brought up that we did better? than what you expected? I mean, basically just the overall collective defense. I mean, you know, more specifically the run defense. But I mean, and Sean pretty much hit the nail on the head. Well, that, there's a first for everything. Higgy, I'm going to ask That's you this the first thing he's ever hit. Gosh dang it. Dang. Uh, what did the team do worse than you expected them to do? Other than the obvious special teams, because that's never really been a problem at Louisville, and we didn't expect for it, and we don't expect it to be a problem going forward. Like I would say recognizing the gaps to run because there was opportunities throughout the game. We didn't take advantage of it. Um, yeah, I think overall we'll get better on knowing our gaps later on, but right now it just didn't seem like it. Dalton, what about you? I mean, I agree with that, but I also think that's kind of a testament to the offensive line. I think as a, as a unit collectively, we struggled more than you know PFF wants to give credit for. I know that um, – you know, there's been some question marks regarding, you know, their metrics. I know that, uh, you know, Cards have brought up a valid point. A lot of their metrics have to do with, you know, passing efficiency. Running the ball, it seemed like it's kind of where we saw most of the bumps in the road. I felt like, um, you know, Javian Hawkins and Hassan Hall, there were times when, you know, they touched the ball and there, there were no holes. There were no gaps. So I think it's a lot of that's going to be on you. You know, you're replacing a first-round pick, but at the end of the day um, – you know, I have faith in Ledford to get the unit collectively working as a whole. I mean, Hassan only carried for six times for 66 yards. So, I feel like, you know, it could have been more Javian, but who knows. But the thing that I noticed that I didn't really – I don't wouldn't say that I thought they did worse, but it just – it concerned me a little bit is how far off our DBs were playing on a lot of the plays. And not that they didn't make up some ground, but it's like a couple times – we looked and they were 14 yards off the receiver. And I just don't understand why you're given that much of a cushion. Now, could be because you don't respect the kid's arm. Uh, trash, whatever the guy's name was, Tyrone Biggums, the quarterback. Pigram. Pigram. Yeah, Tyrone Biggums, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I wasn't really too disappointed in anything from Saturday. I mean, they did pretty much – what, what I expected them to do on both sides of the ball. Now, Same, what about other than the special teams? Well, to Sorry. hit on what Joey was saying, I think the the DBs were so far back as a personnel thing. 
I don't think he has the personnel yet, just yet. The recruiting class comes in, he has the personnel to play more bump run. Is his mic going out? No. Or is it the earphones? Probably. Okay. I'm okay. hearing it too. But, uh, so that's probably why they were mostly off. But my thing is, I was a little bit scratched. I was really disappointed in the offensive line. Um, the run, the run, the running, specifically run blocking. We ran for 161 yards. But a lot of that. <laughs> and if it if those all those yards would have been J, just Javian, nobody would be talking about the, the offensive line of the run. They'd have been like, oh man. I mean, Mikel no, ran it Javian for 12 really times. I mean, you know, some things expand far beyond the stat sheet. Right. Though you have to yeah, be able to a- a- analyze. I mean, especially I know. A lot I'm of just saying, like I didn't watching the whole game. I didn't one time sit there and say, you know, like man, our offensive line sucks. Well, I I, know, I mean, we didn't think that, but I also yeah, thought, I you know, that, yeah. to. You can't attribute – there was no spring practice. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, it's it's good in theory to look at all of their individual, you know, um, improvements. At, but when you talk about it as a whole, sometimes it takes a game or two to really kind of get into sync because, um, you know, like you said, losing a star left tackle is, you know, replacing it's you know, easier said than done. It's, it's typically a tough thing to do. And um, I felt like at times, not, you know, as a whole in the game, but there were times when I felt like eh, if Beckton would have been there, obviously, you know, Hawkins might have busted a big run. Right. Yeah, the other thing to keep in mind is Western's defensive line is is, is pretty good. They are, yes. So we got to take that in. We, we keep act, acting like Western is the 66 to nothing Western from years ago. This, right. Right. this team – Take the name off the helmet. You just put the ki- the talent on the field as a top twenty five yes, to they, top thirty five team. I think that's one have, thing you got to look. That's why, like what I'm saying, when I was watching the game and I'm thinking, I know what they have on their defensive line. It's not necessarily that our offensive line's not doing their job or Javian's not finding the gap to run through. They're just doing their job. Okay, it's it's a topic for another day. It's just. Our offensive line, I felt, should have been much more improved. I get it. Weston has two studs on that defensive line. <laughs> yeah, we we can talk about it because yeah, I'm like, how so, can we be much more improved if we lost two NFL players? I think as a unit, and, you know, we'll, we'll move on after this, but also we have to look at almost all of the offenses across the board in college football, you know, showed a lot of rust. Even Clemson did early on. I mean, this isn't, you know uh, – an unnatural phenomenon week one. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, you know, getting guys to really come in and, you know, be cohesive as a unit, it's kind of hard to do week one. That's a that's a good point. You, a lot of teams, even the, the best teams sometimes, stumble week one, uh, and it takes them a little while to get in the rhythm. And I think that's exactly what our O-line did. Our defense only gave up – I don't care what the score was. They gave so up they seven gave points. Seven points. Uh, I, I was happy with that. I mean, you can't put the ball in the one yard line and expect it to. No matter. I called how. thirty-eight to ten. Realistically, it was thirty-five to seven. Yeah. So, but you, you can't just. It would take a really crappy team like Atherton and put them on the one. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Sam. I forgot you. <laughs> I feel like Bob. Uh, Bob gosh, dang! Take, I'm done, man. Okay. I might as well just resign. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I and, feel like Coach Satterfield even, like, took the foot off the gas a little bit towards the end there because I feel like we could have scored more. I don't disagree with that either. And the defense got a little bit tired towards the end. Absolutely. When Pigrom was running, you know, he was he was getting some, he was getting some good plays and making, moving the ball a little bit. The team is uh, – the team's in the top 25 in both polls now. Congratulations. There's only 30 teams playing. Uh, but we're in, we're in that top 25. 
Uh, Sean, I'm going to let you hit this one first. Uh, <laughs> gosh dang it. <laughs> what needs to improve going forward to make sure that our time in the top 25 is not short-lived? Well, run blocking, I think, is one. And it's not something that needs to improve, but it's something that we didn't really get to see is how is the secondary going to play against a, a guy that can pass? Because Pegram can pa- couldn't pass. He completed which, one which, pass. Right, which um, it confuses you as to why the receivers – I'm sorry, the DBs were playing so far off. When you got a rushing quarterback like that, you, you need to load the box up. You need to play very aggressively, and that guy wasn't going to beat you with his arm. And maybe that's why they didn't do it, because we did, they didn't want to allow him yeah, to beat him. Like, they didn't even want to find run, out. You have a better chance. The QB has a better chance of taking off if you play bump mine. Okay. So with, you, with them being off, they, they're able to have one eye on the receiver and one eye in the backfield. Um, so that's, that has a lot to do with yeah, it. I think, I think. That, that first completion, too, that big, long completion, that thank God Russ Yeast got his helmet on the ball and knocked yeah. it out. I think that scared him a little bit because they're like, is this guy one of these guys who can't throw short, but he can just throw bombs all day? <laughs> that, that's, that is fair. <laughs> but so, so to, to wrap this point up real quick, I apologize. What is the one thing you said that needed to improve to make sure that we stay in the top 25 a lengthy amount of time? You said the, the run block? Run block. Does anybody else have a different opinion than that? Yes. Okay. And our, you're gonna when we do more of the preview, you're gonna kind of go to me on this. Uh, I take it, but um, absolutely, it, it's I'm just gonna go ahead and mention it's got to be a quarterback containment on in the next game, especially. All right. Uh, the, my next question: What uh, Sam? I'm gonna let you uh, address this one. The importance of Braden Smith now. We, we all like to throw out our little comparisons from time to time, but there's one specific Cardinal that, that he reminds me of, and it's – and I'm not saying this because this is a personal friend of mine, but it's Lavelle Boyd, Mr. Third Down, they called him, because 69% nice of his completions were on – or catches were on third down or fourth right. down. Uh, I'm just making that percentage up. It was a high percent, though. It was I like I think all three of I think three of his catches came on third down. Well, it's like I said earlier, uh, on third down, uh, Braden Smith had three catches for 107 total yards. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but that that's I don't know if you all remember Lavelle's game against Houston. I think that was was that his senior year, Joey. His I senior year, so twelve receptions. He had like twelve catches for 196 yards yeah. and four touchdowns. And the majority of those yards and touchdowns were on third and fourth down. Uh, Andrew Smith also is another guy that I, I saw a lot. So, I guess one, who, who's somebody you would compare him to? To me. And uh, what was the importance? To me, I see in, in, in the short film, one game, I see similarities to Eli Rogers and mm-hmm. Harry Douglas. Yeah. Um, because they both work so well out of the slot. Now, the importance of Braden Smith is, guess what, defensive uh, coordinators? You can't shade your coverages to a 2-2 Atwell, or you can't double-team a Dez, or they anything d- like that. You, you, so you have to play them straight up. And if you play them straight up, they're going to beat you once or twice a game. So with Braden Smith coming on as that, so far, that third receiver, that, that threat, in the slot, <coughs> now uh, defensive uh, coordinator is going to have a headache trying to figure out, okay, which guy are we going to let beat us? That opens up a everything lot. Because now, like I said, you can't double team right. two to Ordez and get, get. Oh, you can. 
But, but if you do, you're going to get – Right. Dez is still going to catch a touchdown over four guys and run oh, to the end geez. zone. And then it also opens up the opens up the middle of the field and the flats for your tight Pfeiffer ends. Pfeiffer and Ford. There you go. Yep. So, I mean – All, five, all he does is – all of his career catches are for touchdowns. Say, I think so. I think he had yeah. t- two yeah. touchdowns last year and two, two in it, uh, receptions. And this year – Yeah, the notes can, that I got uh, this morning said he's got a career three catches for three touchdowns. There you go. Continuing so. I think I would just retire – <laughs> what about a uh, real quick a comparison just somebody from because that's a good eli i you know as soon as you said that i was like yeah that's uh that that's a really that's a really good comparison i'll put that up there because like i said a lot of y'all don't remember lavelle he played like in, in the, the early 2000s late 90s um so i would remember him more so than that but yeah eli's a great comparison sean who's somebody you would compare his uh his style to I would Dion Branch a little bit. So I now think. we're now now he's the Super Bowl MVP. Yes. No. No. <laughs> As a soft. He's like Jerry Rice, uh, Dion Bra- uh, Dion Sanders. Just just a skill set what he can do because he's quick he's Dion quick Sanders. switch kind of guy you know, and like they were saying too. God, he ought to he ought to thank Tutu though because a lot of his catches there because they were so worried about yeah. Tutu Atwell they had like two safeties over and he's just wide open he's just. Running down the field like yeah, I think that first that first third down catch, his first career catch, Tutu went um, to, on a post route mm-hmm. underneath. When the post the and post he game took the safety with him. You know he used to, he well in the post game when they they asked him you know he used he was a quarterback. Oh really? Yeah, and okay. it, he he said as soon as he lined up on there, he knew exactly yeah that's, what that's coverage the they were playing, and he knew what he was supposed to do, and he said. The only thing I got to worry about is beating this guy off the off the line. Like right. once I beat him, once I beat him, I'm catching the ball way down here, okay. and he did. Yeah, I mean, right. so any other comparison? Any other comparisons? Different? I don't like. I don't like to compare people. So that's cool. He's Braden Smith. It reminds you a lot of Braden Smith. Mm-hmm. Dalton Higgy. No. Okay. We will carry on for a second. Uh, last but not least, what unit? Higgy, I'm gonna let you start this one off because I don't really let you talk a lot. Because, and don't say the G. Yeah, please don't. Uh, what unit? What what unit is most important that it uh, needs to improve going forward? I say offensive line. Offensive line, Dalton. I'm gonna go secondary. Secondary, Joey. I'm going kicking game. Special teams. Sam? Can I go the trenches? Both? You can. You okay, can. offensive line and defensive line. We're going to need the field goal kicker this Saturday probably. Yeah. Uh, what's your name again? Sean the Mask? I don't recognize you with your mask on. Believe it or not, even though they rushed for quite a bit, I'm going to say the running backs because I felt like Javian was a step slow. There was a couple times he had, he had a, he would have broke it. I think that That's also fair. is that you can attribute that to like what Higgy said, the old line. There was some times during the game you could see – they were not stretching their holes out, their gaps. Uh, I hate you, Joey. <laughs> as much. You wouldn't know nothing about that. I don't know why you're laughing, Sean. Uh, What's he mean by that? He's like laughing, but uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Ah, Real stretching quick, holes. Before we, Stretch before we go off, Before we go to commercial. Yes. I, I want to say something that it concerns me about Louisville, and it shouldn't. I guess it shouldn't. I noticed when we played a school up the road in blue, and then when we play Western Kentucky, they come up with such fire at the beginning of the game. They're hyped on every single thing. And Louisville's just sitting there taking it. And I want to I wonder know, is it because 
to them, that's like their Super Bowl. We're their Super Bowl. And to us, it's just it's just a regular game that we just want to yeah, win. That's correct. Well, but I don't think they, it's we just don't we don't match the intensity. I don't that think they it's just another with. game. No, I don't I, think I definitely I definitely agree with you know. Oftentimes, we we take a punch in the mouth yes. to have to bounce back, especially against like not necessarily always Western, but like you said, Kentucky. It seems like you know years. Swigger. Unaffin believable. Unaffin believable. Well. Yeah, basically. It, it, I just I wonder what it is why we don't match their intensity. It's just those two those two schools. We that do I it in it. basketball too. Yeah, yeah, we do. I don't even know. Why. It's intimidation. You think so? I think it is. One hundred percent. It's intimidation. We're intimidated about. Really? Yeah, I agree. Even by Weston? Yeah. No, because the Weston, school up the road. Oh, because Weston comes up with that same fire that they do. But we're not as intimi- we're not intimidated by Western. We're big brother to them, so they want to come right. out and press big brother. They want to play. We're Jan. When, when you when you take the school up the road, us and Western, we're Jan Brady. Jan. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're gonna go to commercial real quick. On that note, this is Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Come on out to Four Pegs Beer Lounge, located at ten fifty three Golf Avenue. Four Pegs has the best and most rolls for your eating pleasure. With daily specials on food and drinks and weekly dishes that are sure to wow your taste buds, Four Pegs is the place for you. One of my favorite things about Four Pegs, other than the food, is the great atmosphere and fun times you can have at Four Pegs. Chris is a community pillar and a great guy, and you can tell he wants everyone to have a great time there. For more info and daily specials, give our guy Chris a call at 502-634-1447. That's 502-634-1447. Four Pegs Beer Lounge. Come on out to Altitude Trampoline Park of Lulu, located in the heart of Shively. We are a huge, bright, family-friendly trampoline park. We offer large spaces for birthday parties with top-of-the-line experiences and two hours of jump time with every party. Our prices for family fun are competitive with the other guys as well. Make sure you check out our foam area. It's awesome. So come on out to Altitude Trampoline Park of Louisville and have a blast. I know me and my sisters always do. Yeah, buddy. If you have any questions, please give us a call at 502-449-9952. That's 502-449-9952. Hello, Card Nation. If you need your yard taken care of, then go to a guy that I trust. Rob Black and Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. If you need it done, they can do it. Rob has over 30 years of experience in the business. He takes care of my lawn as well. He does an amazing job. Services include lawn care, fall cleanups, pressure washing, landscaping, soft washing, gutter cleaning, cleanups, and much more. Average yard costs about $30. Average overall cleanup cost is about $125. So if you're interested, give our guy Rob at Derby City Lawn and Landscaping a call at 502-773-5757. That's 502-773-5757. Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. Custom Multicades makes authentic, quality arcade machines at the most reasonable prices. When you're looking for the perfect piece for your family game room or man cave, you can find what you want at Custom Multicades. Right here in the Ville. Whether you're looking for an upright game, cocktail table game, or even a bourbon barrel game, Custom Multicades is the place to go. They even carry golden tea games and virtual pinball machines as well. You can get all the classic games you love, like Pac-Man, 
Galaga, Centipede, Space Invaders, Donkey Kong, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, WrestleFest, Alter Beast, so much Shinobi, Bad Dudes, Ninja Gaiden, all of them, just depending on which pack you pick. When you get in contact with Chris and Linda, they will steer you to the right pack. They are some of the best customer service people that I've ever dealt with. I have one in my home, so you can trust me on that. They do pride themselves, though, on providing the best product at a reasonable price and backing that up with excellent customer service. They are a locally owned company by Chris and Linda Stewart. They have been in the amusement business for over 20 years. But let's get back to that game. You can customize it not only with games, but with graphics. Their graphics team can help you turn your arcade into a family heirloom or business centerpiece. Pro teams, college teams, even your business logo, maybe even your face. Don't quote me on that one. That may be incorrect. You can also get light up buttons, light up joysticks. You can customize the trim, all of the panel stickers, everything. It's an amazing product. And I can say that because I have one in my home. So if you're interested in getting your own arcade game, give them a call at 502-819-5802. That's 502-819-5802. Or check them out online at custommulticades.com. You actually can get your face on this. I know I said maybe uh, you can. I did get that confirmed. Uh, welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, though. Uh, again, Jeremy Wyman, Sean, Sam, Joey, Dalton, and Higgy. We are coming back to you after the break. Before we get to the second part of our show, we would like to talk a little bit about some of our fine sponsors. Uh, we have Rob Black out at uh, sorry Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. Uh, go to our Facebook page. We, we promote a lot of our, our sponsors' stuff. Higgy, you cut off his phone number and stuff, so I can't promote them, so you're fired. Um, <laughs> I don't have it handy with me, but just give me, you know, shoot me a DM. Shoot me a, a message on Facebook. I'll get you in touch with them. He provides excellent lawn service. He's been doing it for over 15 years. He cuts my yard. It's fantastic. He uh, gives good rates for uh, for the elderly, for military. Sorry, I'm watching the TV screen in a moment that just absolutely disgusted me this week. Um, the pregame of the, the Texans-Kansas City Chiefs game where they the players were stand, you know, peacefully protesting – you know, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't want the people who are offended. Y'all, y'all don't want Black America to to riot and uh, turn cars over or shoot people. It's that's violent. But when they try to do something peaceful, that's not good enough either. So put your mask back on, America. Your racism showing a little bit. Sorry, I had to get that out off my chest because I saw it on the TV and it kind of made me mad. Uh, back to the reeds, four pegs, uh, beer lounge. Uh, our guy Chris out there, he just he's a ama- the food out there is amazing. Higgy, why why did you delete half the information on my shot sheet? The phone number's not there. Well, anyway, he's out on Goss Avenue. Just Google Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Goss Avenue. They have got Higgy. Tell them a little bit about their Louisville Lip Challenge. Well, it's it's fifty five dollars, and what do you get for that fifty five dollars? Pulled pork, burgers, fried green tomatoes, the brisket chili. Beer cheese. That's not can, on. All can, that's on the the little yeah, lip. Yeah, that's yes. all on there. It's like eight foot. I tall. thought he was just reading the menu off. No. no. Oh my no. god. Like and then, and then the you menu. also have to eat like uh, what a is pound it? of fries and everything like that. So. 
I, I'm going to need some Alka-Seltzer at times just thinking about that. But get out there. they got great food. He's got a food truck that he also takes around Louisville. Uh, that information he releases on his personal Facebook page. That's Chris Williams. Uh, or Four Pegs Beer Lounge. Go ahead, follow them. They'll take care of you if you're hungry. Uh, Chris and Sarah out at Fitness Market, 502-882-2694. Good job, Higgy, for leaving their number on here. Fitness Market is your is your number one provider of exercise equipment in the city. They've got treadmills. They've got stationary bikes. They've got motorized bikes. They've got ellipticals, weight benches, weights, barbell, anything you could think of fitness-related. They've got it. Give them a call. They'll hook you up. Tell them Cardinal Sports Zone sent you. Uh, I'm not sure they'll give you a discount, but it'll it'll sound nice. And our last but not least, our good the good people out at Custom Multicades, Linda and Chris Stewart. You heard right before we went uh, coming back from break the kind of stuff that they offer there. They have a lot of different arcade machines. I've got a stand up and a cocktail machine here. I love it. They've totally decked it out in CSE. Uh, my sit downs decked out in CSD podcast. My stand up is just decked out in the Cardinal Sports uh, decals and stuff like that. Both a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to kick Sean's butt in Mortal Kombat right after the show. <laughs> so uh, give them a call 502 819 5802. All right, let's jump right into the Miami preview. Uh, I love that this rivalry is a thing now. There's so many great moments over, over the history of this rivalry going all the way back. Even though it was a loss, uh, the the kicks, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it a kick Well, it was a kick six. The way that Devin Hester juked uh, old dude out of his uh, ankles is a moment that will live on. And then who was the – de- we had a chance. Floyd. Who? No, that was Kerry Rhodes. Kerry, Kerry Rhodes, yeah, yes. Kerry Rhodes. Hit him right in the chest. Had a chance to steal the win there. We didn't – but I, I will trade that for the next four times we played them. Uh, memorable moments, including the Russell Athletic Bowl. I don't we, know. We would have went to a BCS Bowl that year, wouldn't we? Possibly a national yeah. championship game. Yeah. Possible. Uh, th- th- that's true. And then you had the game that we had here in Louisville where Brian Brown went down and we thought all was lost. And then Hunter Cantwell came back and led us to victory. The Eurydice Lithlaw. The U- which, shout out to Mario. He was going to try to be out here tonight to record the podcast. Something came up. I'll never call you again. Um, I'm just kidding. Until the next time. Until the next time. Well, he might stiff arm me. So, uh, I, I don't know if I'll call him again. No. But uh, shout out to him. And shout out to our guy, Ivan Green, real quick. He's coaching football up at uh, Central High School now. So, uh, he, he's got a full plate, too. But. No, I love this is Miami. Right, I'm, I feel like I'm missing another big moment. Oh, the first game uh, in the ACC, we played Miami. Yes, we did. Uh, and completely was that the Corbin Lime uh, yes. kickoff yes. return? Yes. Yeah, and then I, I I believe that was Bobby's first game back. Yes. And it was our first. I know it was our first game back in the ACC. So, I was there. So a lot. Yeah, I was too. I know I was with you. Oh, that's right. Me and Sam were with the Miami <laughs> fans. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, so lots of great moments from this uh, rivalry. Last year wasn't too good of a, a, a moment. We got absolutely uh, destroyed. Off. No, I don't use that word because that's offensive to people. Um, we got absolutely <laughs> destroyed, like fifty-two to twenty-seven, I think. Um, yeah, it, it was bad. But here, here's the key things that I just looked over real quick. Their top four defensive ends are not on the team this year. Their starting D tackle is gone. Their two of their starting linebackers are gone. And quarterback, uh, cornerback Trajan Bandy is gone. 
Are the Cardinals going to be able to take advantage of that? Let's jump right in. Dalton, I'm going to go to you first. For the Cardinals to beat Miami, we, we just mentioned they lost like 90% of their defense. But, but. The grad transfer. They, they, all, they, they did. Still we'll have talk Quincy about him. Roach. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, they do still have Quincy Roach, and we'll talk about the other grad transfer. Oh, that's who it is. We'll, yeah. we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about him here in a second. But what does, what does Louisville have to do to defeat Miami? Yeah, well, first it's got to come, you know, if we thought the Western Kentucky defensive end was the real deal, uh, this is a different animal. This is a guy who had 15 sacks last year, albeit for Temple, 15 sacks is 15 sacks in Division One football. Um, and we saw what, uh, you know, on that Kentucky def, the team at the road, I'll put my money in the swear <laughs> jar. No, you're fine. You corrected yourself. What a dominant defensive end can do for the whole dynamic of a defense, you know, like Josh Allen did back in 2017-18. Um, but really, it's going to be about defensive correction. You know, Pickram was, a, you know, an average dual-threat quarterback, but Derek King is a whole different animal. I mean, the Miami offense combined for over 500 yards on the ground against uh, UAB, which, you know, you had to take a little bit, with a grain of salt because it is UAB, but with a team to rush for over 500, it just shows you that that's the main focus, and that's going to be the focus for Manny Diaz because Derek King gives you that RPO tendency and to really gauge the amount of improvement that we've seen or that we're thinking about going to see from Louisville this season, it's going to start right here. What better way to see how improved your defense is both on the passing and running front than to play against a dynamic dual-threat quarterback with some weapons around him? Because Cameron Harris is a tremendous back as well. So I think containment, like I mentioned just a little bit bit ago, is going to be the key, uh, limiting the big play, which we struggled to do last year against Miami. I think our offense will hold its own, obviously, but... At the end of the day, this game is going to be won on the defensive side of the ball. Now, do you think that – I didn't put this on our uh, on our shot sheet, but do you think that maybe playing against uh, a, du- a dual-threat quarterback like Pigram is, do you think that gave them a little bit of kind of like practice eh, I mean, for this week, or do you think it really didn't affect For it? a quarterback that likes to get out and try to run on his own, definitely. But when you have to add in the fact that Derek King can also sling the ball down the field, I, I don't think you really can practice yeah. a lot for the guy. Kind of like Lamar Jackson, not, not, necessarily, not necessarily saying it's that high of a dynamic, obviously, but you can't really practice against Lamar until you play him. But yeah, and Pilg- P- Pilgrim. Pilgrim was – kind of one-dimensional he's not normally there's no kind of he that is game, yeah, dimensional. yeah he, he's he, from maryland <laughs> but here's the thing you know both of the guys pickram's 510 Derek king's 511 you know i've seen i saw people on twitter today addressing the size oh he's not the good for houston he had almost three thousand yards in the air on top of what he did on the ground i mean this is no you know average quarterback he's probably one of the not necessarily saying top tier, but if you think of like tier three college quarterbacks, Derek King's probably right up there. Absolutely. Sam, I'm going to go to you next. The defense last year, our defense – I hate you, Sam. Uh, <laughs> last Rock year, the head. defense made Miami quarterback <laughs> Jaron Williams look like a Heisman Trophy winner uh, during last season's game versus Miami. What is the main reason you believe that they don't have the same success against the Cards this year? Okay, so I'm not going to – repeat the same facts that we've been saying for the last right. year, which is this is going to be the second year and with the same defensive coordinator, same scheme. Uh, we had a lack of depth yeah, last year. We lack had of depth? Depth. I'm playing. 
We had 13 offensive players switch positions last year, things like that. So I'm not going to mention all of those things. What I am going to say is this. Miami's last six you games. You just mentioned them. I know. <laughs> my, that's, not, that's not my answer, though. Fair, 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 fair. Miami's last six games, they scored 16 points, 27, 52 versus Louisville, 24 in a loss to FIU right after they beat Louisville. We watched that game. 17 versus Duke, and then they were shut out in the bowl game of versus Louisiana Tech. So I said all of this to say this. That game that they played against Louisville, their hairs were on fire. That was an outlier. We could have played that game Sunday afternoon, and it would have been a different score. I don't say I don't not saying that Louisville would have won, but it would not have been a fifty-two to twenty-seven thrashing that it, that it was. So basically, what I'm saying, our defense is better. Their offense, yes, they added the Eric King, but their offense is not that much better. Their defense is still stout as Miami. Um, but and I and it'll be at Louisville t- too. So there's no way Miami comes out and puts anywhere near those numbers up against this Louisville team now. Well, to be fair, the 12,000 people that will be in the stadium versus Miami this weekend will be more than they normally have at home. True statement. Uh, at Hard Rock, so the, True the, I'm not even. They normally have about 7,500, 8,000 fans there. So uh, we will have a raucous home field advantage there. Uh, Real quick before I forget, our guy Ricky Barber absolutely yes. killed it. Uh, shout out to him. I personally take credit for all of his success since I pushed him <laughs> to Louisville. He got stiff armed to Western, and he's I don't doing know how we missed that. We just dropped the ball. Look, on the no, 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 we didn't. Well, look, just remind remind me to tell you after the show, and I can tell. It's not something I can say over the air, but I'll tell you. But shout out to him. He absolutely killed it. Made us all proud. Doss Dragon, we love you, buddy. But uh, Sean, to you. Tight ends were a huge part of the Miami offensive scheme last year. That unit is coached by former Louisville tight end coach Stephen Field. Tell us in a few sentences how good he is and why you think he's so successful uh, at that. Because we we know that – Love Coach Fields. Man. Coach just absolute awesome person. He's one of the few people who still check in, to me about, check in with me about him. Coach Klanak – of all people, Coach Klanakis will hit me up every once in a while and say, hey, how's your dad doing? Uh, but Coach Field, Coach Den- uh, current Louisville uh, defensive coach, uh, Court Dennison always checks in. You know, those guys were, were together here the first time at Louisville. And I don't know if y'all remember the uh, the meme that – I forgot, one of my buddies created it, but it was like the NWO. But it was Pete Nocta, Court Dennison, and Steve – because Field and Dennison were coming back and they were all throwing up the two suite with each other. Uh, and then Field was Coach Field was here for about three days and then left. But uh, go ahead and uh, address that, Sean. Well, one reason he's really good is because he has a swagger about him. He does, and players love coaches that have swagger, and lo- and it just he draws players in. Secondly, he has a wealth of coaching knowledge. The guy coached his way up through the ranks in Florida high school football, which is arguably the most talent rich and competitive football in the country right yeah so he and he's coached defensive side of ball and offensive side of the ball he can go to his tight ends and say this is what defense is going to try to do to stop you this is what you need to do in our offense to be a valuable weapon and asset to our team should we call him on the phone just call him <laughs> hey, hey, coach. You can try. <laughs> <laughs> just hit him up hey coach coach come back 
but you're, yeah, that's you're, you're on the CSE podcast. Just want to tell you, good luck. You're uh, going down, but yeah. oh, but you're what, gonna go down. He is. He, oh, he the did, one other thing he does is communicate. Yeah, communicate. So. Communication is key, and he you could tell in his radio interview. He did a radio interview right after he came back. Um, yeah. and he you could just hear he knew what he's talking about. And he knows how to break it down for these for these players of his, these young men of his. And they, that's why I succeed. I mean, their leading receiver was Brevin Jordan, the tight end. That's what I was about to mention. He's yeah. he's one of the top five tight ends in college football. I'm going to be honest with you. This is another guy that when you look at what Louisville has to do, and it seems like one thing that we struggle with perennially, despite you know who the skipper is on the team, um, we struggle against you know guarding the opposing tight ends. It seems like sometimes we always let them slip. Last year, oh, who was it? Was it was it a Boston College? Mm, Their tight yes, end kept yeah. getting Bre- on. Brevin, Brevin Jordan is you know not the most physically imposing specimen, standing at six foot three, but he's very nimble on his feet and quick to be able to make linebackers miss. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who do we have? Are we going to put the, you know, Rajay Burns, CJ Avery on Jordan because he's a guy that can create separation at that tight end spot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I decided to just text him instead because I don't want to get no heat from the Louisville organization for calling up, having him on during the show. So I just text. I text him just, in, uh, you know, instead. And uh, if he responds back before the show's over with, we will read that uh, live on air. Uh, Joey, the Hurricanes have some pretty good impact players on each side of the ball. Tell us a little bit about both Derek King on offense and is it Roche? We'll say Quincy Roche on defense. Well, I mean, we've kind of talked about a little bit about both of them already, but um, for Roche or Roach or whatever, Quincy, I'm just going to say Quincy. Yeah, that's probably QR. Yeah. I'll call him QR. All right, Q, good old QR. Uh, for QR, I mean, like Dalton said earlier, I mean, he led the nation, I believe, with 15 sacks last that's, year. That's a crazy stat. He was, a, he was AAC uh, Player of the Year, first-team All-American uh, on the defensive end. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, Louisville's offensive line is going to have their hands full. I believe to kind of counterbalance that, I mean, Ian Pfeiffer is a very is pretty good uh, tight end, run-blocking tight end. So, I think in you know a lot of plays we'll see him in – uh, especially on run plays, you know, to kind of help balance that with the uh, with the tackle that the that QR is going to be playing against. Um, so he'll have a little. They'll yeah, have a little for help a pronunciation there. of his name. Do something <laughs> over there while we're, we're over here recording the show. Um, and then again, like we talked about, you got uh, De'Aaron King on the other side of the ball. Um, He's he is a dual threat quarterback, like Dalton said. He's probably tier three, you know, right there with that. This past week, I mean, he wasn't very good passing wise, but I mean, he had uh, I think it was eighty something yards, ninety yeah. yards rushing. They 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 made Diaz made it a point to establish the running game because it was clear from the beginning UAB was not going to stop them on the ground. Yeah. So if it's not broke, why fix it? Right. So, but I mean, he started off as a quarterback at Houston. Um, freshman year, or I'm sorry, a wide receiver at Houston. Freshman year, played wide receiver. I threw a couple passes that year, but uh, sophomore year came in an emergency situation. Last started the last four games of the year, and then took off from there, and um, then transferred to Miami. Obviously, we'll get to see what he's all about. We've seen what he what he did last week against UAB. We're not UAB, so I'm anxious to see how our team reacts and. 
I hope we break his streak too. He has oh, a sure glad a, you finished yeah, that streak. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, you know, I when I look when I I'm gonna be honest when I, I thought woke, you were gonna say I hope we break his. I'm like, oh my God. He has a streak of I want to say 16 or 17 consecutive games of With having the, a rushing yeah. and a passing touchdown. Yeah. Oh, he's a I mean he's so. definitely dynamic on both ends. Um, really, when we look at this schedule, you know, I have the cards predicted at nine and two. Sometimes I kind of flip flop who I think that loss is going to come to. One will be a team that's expected. Another one, you know, will be a team that we shouldn't necessarily lose to. Pittsburgh. But um, I think, you know, I've had this Miami game circled as a game that I'm very, very hesitant about, that I 50% of the time have it as a loss just because, you know, like Joey said, Derek King is no slouch. And it's it's not going to be just your average dual-threat quarterback. This is a guy that is a playmaker. You know, I think that there's a difference between being a quarterback and being a playmaker, albeit a fine line, but when, you know, you can – Get past, get out of the line, get out of the pocket, be able to move past the line of scrimmage. I mean, there, there's going to be ample opportunities to try to take him down. But I think Miami is going to be one of the tougher tests that the Cards face this season. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. Anytime you have Florida State, Miami, and Notre Dame on your schedule, Virginia Tech, I mean, that's a schedule 10 years ago we would all killed to have. And it's like, oh my God, we. We got all these teams on our schedule this year, so we may not be playing Virginia Tech this year. That that's all. Yeah, that's a, that's also a possibility with if everything get, going if on. They can't get their stuff together. Uh, real quick, the last thing I have on here before predictions is favorite Miami memory. I think we went over a lot of those earlier. If if your favorite Miami memory is not Mario Urudio, uh, Urudia, Stiff Arm, and that guy to a different planet, then I'm not really sure uh, what you would pick, but. Prediction, Sean. What what what's the? I'm putting you on the spot first. What's the score of this game going to be when it's all said and done? I think it's going to be Louisville thirty-five, Miami thirty-one. Okay, I thought you were going to steal mine. I was going to reach over there and slap the piss out of you, uh, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to say Louisville forty-one, Miami twenty-seven. Okay, Joey. I'm going to say Louisville, 34, Miami, 30. Dalton? I'm going to go Louisville, 35, Miami, 28. Okay. Higgy? 31, 28, Louisville. Imagine if you would have said Miami. We would have just had to. Mm. We would have just permanently kicked him off the pot. No, no. You are, you are allowed to. What? Steelers are on. Yeah, this is on the channel the Steelers are on. They're already in the game. The game's already playing. Well, I've got it on ESPN. That's what channel it says. You have it on ESPN 2, pal. <laughs> Look here, uh, Karen. <laughs> 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 that must have happened when I was switching all the teeth. all right. I was just letting you know. Man, no, I had it on ESPN. That's serious about these Pittsburgh and, New, uh, and the Giants. You sure you, did. You, you dang on right I'm serious about my Steelers. Thank you. Uh, it just switched over. Uh, <laughs> Good old Jason. And why is the first place, first face we see Jason Garrett? My prediction, not that anybody asked, is 38-24 Louisville. Uh, I just added a field goal on there because it was too close to Sean's score for me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, again, shout out to, to our guys, Ivan Green, Mario Yerudia. They were going to try to be out here, but that just couldn't uh, happen this week. We do want to shout out one final time to all of our fine sponsors, the Jermon Brown Foundation. 
Jack in the Back Barbecue, Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Custom Multicades, Fitness Market, Derby City Lawn and Landscaping, and we're working on even more. Well, I am. I don't know if Higgy is or not. He says he is, but whatever. Uh, for, for your sponsorship opportunities for the show, 502-694-0375 is the number you can call uh, or reach us on social media, and we will be glad to take that call and uh, and meet your sponsorship needs. On social media, you can follow us on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, Cardinal Sports Zone, three words. Hit that like button. Make a Facebook official. On Twitter, you can catch us at Card Sport Zone. Also the same on Instagram and Snapchat, I believe. Individually, I'm... At Jeremy underscore CSZ. Sean is. At Elville Sean. In single. Sam is. At Baseboy124. Joey. At Joe Woman 526 Dalton. Depence underscore. Higgy. I am the Higgy. And by the way, uh, another takeaway that I didn't really uh, give that I should have about the game. I just didn't feel the same. I feel like uh should have had a different PA announcer in there. but <laughs> No comment. Shout out to <laughs> we gotta talk about that. I declined. After, we gotta talk about kidding. that after the show too. That was that was a pretty funny moment. Uh but though that's where you can find us on social media. As far as the podcast is concerned, then this will be up tonight. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and the Barn Burner app. We're also on iHeart Podcast, the number one avenue for podcasts. Hit subscribe now. If you haven't listened to all the the previous episodes of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, go back, check them all out. Uh, shout out to everyone out there that is still supporting the podcast, still sharing it. We oh, appre- we appreciate you. Actual. Hey, it was almost. Was it a redo of the Louisville game? It Some was. type of a fumble. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They got it at the one yard line, two yard line. Come on, Saquon, give me a touchdown this here. I need like- for fantasy. Higgy, I'm going to kick you right <laughs> in your third <laughs> neck. You were supposed to say that to yourself. It wasn't. In it, your it, head. it would not be hard to kick him in his third neck either. Until you get outside. I'm, it's okay. I'm muting them. If you have any ideas or suggestions for guests, shoot us a DM. DM. We already gave you all of our ads and everything. Uh, you can also go to cardinalsportzone.com, go to the drop down menu, select podcast, then CSD podcast, and you can find all the episodes. Sean updated it this week. Actually, I did, but I'm going to give him credit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how you can find us. You can listen to us. Any last words, Sean? I'm going to let you go first on the last words. Wear your mask. Enjoy whooping Miami's ass. Sean, now I'm going to have to mark this episode. I'm going to have to mark this episode explicit now. Now Mason can't listen to it. Just um, everyone just stay safe out there. That's all I have to say. Joey? Uh, Hunt returners need to learn how to catch the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Hunters need to learn how to catch the ball, too. Dalton, we're not sorry. We're not sorry. Biggie. Thank you for tuning in to the Cardinal Sports Zone.